You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. right scott <laughs> you know what time it is i think it's time for episode 263 that's right another show with total talk nonsense with john and scott i'm john and i'm scott and this is episode 263 scott that's right john episode 263 and we're back after uh one week we had no layoffs right and uh we're starting a new month october john <sighs> wow that made me dizzy to october. do that october remember when we used to do that remember i remember that heavy metal heavy metal episode You're we right. used to do that it's october 1st is that right october 1st that's correct, Amundo, Scott. Wow, that's something else, isn't it? October 1st. Time flies when you're aging. Oh, my God. Tell me about it, man. Getting older and older. <sighs> what yeah. happened to the simple days, you know? I remember working in a warehouse, driving a forklift, coming to work in the clothes I was out partying in the night before. Because, uh, you know, I just... They just partied way too late, you know, partied all the way Here's why they were simpler times, though. We didn't have wives. We didn't have kids. Right. We just had ourselves to be concerned about. Right. And now it's like wives, kids, house, car payment, all that crap. Insurance, Insurance, politics. Got to have a job. Neighbors. Money. Neighbors. Barter your way or crash on somebody's couch back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. Wow. Times have changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Priorities, all that shit. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know, man. You don't know? It's just fucked up, man. It is fucked up. Before we get to the show, yeah. John. Um, well, this is the show. <laughs> before okay. we get into the show. Yeah, why don't you, before we even start doing the show. We need to cover, we need to do some maintenance, some TTN maintenance. Maintenance. All right. All right. Um, so, a couple of things. A couple of things. Now, yeah. last week, uh, 262, um, we were part of a historical moment that was happening as we were doing the show, and we commented on it, John. I don't know if you, you know, know what I'm talking about. Do you remember what that was? No. <laughs> the blown call at the end of the oh, Seahawks-Green right. uh, Bay game. So we saw that. We saw it live. We commented on it, and this thing blew up here in the yeah. States anyway. It was the talk of sports radio and even on some um, news stations about what a joke that call was. And uh, uh, what's happened here is the replacement refs, uh, I'm sorry, the regular refs went on strike. They couldn't get a deal together with the owners. Right. So they brought in these replacement refs. Now, my assumption about the replacement refs is that these were, you know, college guys or guys with experience. And then I read an article somewhere that, a couple of these guys were like lingerie uh, football That's right. refs. That's right. That got kicked off because they stunk so bad. The lingerie football league. And now they're replacement refs yeah. in the NFL. So yeah. the the quality of the we could have done it, man. Yeah, we could have signed up. Um, yeah. So uh, this play occurred at the end of Green Bay, Seattle. Uh, it was an interception by Green Bay, but the refs didn't see it that way. They called it a reception for Seattle, uh, and it, it was the game. So Seattle won the game instead of losing the game like they should have. 
And I went back and I, I listened to the clips of our commentary on this, and I think we should uh, tie these together and send yeah. them to the Broadcasting Hall of Fame, yeah. John, because uh, <laughs> I think we were very insightful yeah. and we were very on point, and we're going to play some of those clips right now. Are you ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. Here's the first uh, clip of when this was occurring while right. we were recording the show. Here we go. Last play of the game, John. Last play. Last play. Hail Mary. And he throws it up, and it's caught by somebody. Somebody. Somebody Looks caught like it. Looks like a guy, a Green Looks Bay like guy. Looks like a Green Bay guy. They're calling. One guy calls touchdown, and one guy's waving it off. <laughs> <laughs> These replacement refs. They're unbelievable. <laughs> Let's see what happens. They're, they got to review it. Well, the one team's acting like they won. <laughs> yeah. Seahawks are it's acting good like radio. they won. Good radio, isn't it? Yeah, scrum. Last awesome. play of the game, John. There it is. So there's the first clip. Yeah. Now we're going to string these together and send them to the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. How could they call that a Seahawks catch is beyond me. Look, the one guy's looking. The one guy says, touchdown. The other guy waves it off. Ugh, a bunch of dopes. I think that in, uh, encapsulates the NFL referee issue this entire season. With these replacement refs. Yeah, I don't know, Scott. That's, uh, that's terrible. That's great for our listeners, though. Yeah, so anyway. Uh... Yeah, so you were trying to get me off topic. We could have covered this in more detail, John. You just wouldn't let it go. I wouldn't man. let it go. All right, wouldn't let it go. It You're touchdown. In... The play stands as called. Oh, my they God. They called that a touchdown. How the fuck? Was that a touchdown? <laughs> wow. That's fucked up, man. That is fucked up. It, it's almost like there's a conspiracy by these guys to lose their jobs and get replaced by the real guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, and here is the last the clip. last very clip. short one about our commentary about this uh, yeah. historic moment that we captured on the show, John. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, f- this one fell. How do they call that a catch, man? Because <laughs> they're dopes. <laughs> Didn't they have to be reviewed? Nobody reviewed that? Oh, look, yeah, he's thanking God, to. the quarterback. The he's Lord. thanking the Lord for, for that ref's unbelievably horrible call. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Like a job. Ready, whatever you are. I wanted to get Phil in there when we submit this to yeah. the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But right there, John. Uh, that's, that's, why. Some, that's some great... <laughs> I'm glad you clipped on. How, do we, how come we sound like that? I know what I... I told you this before. We I, sound like that so the audience knows we're playing clips from the past. Oh, I see. We can either uh, do it that way... Why don't way. you just speed it up or something? <laughs> We could do it that way, or I can put like a, a harp at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why does it sound like, um, hey, you know, um, this is really a bad play. <laughs> what the hell is that? Of course, the one we send to the Broadcasting Hall of Fame will be much better quality than that. That was just Christ. for the show purpose, so the audience knows when we're playing a clip and when we're wow. speaking live. But now we're watching another game, but this time with real refs, and it is our own beloved Chicago Bears playing uh, the Dallas Cowboys in Monday Night Football. That's right, John, and they're up ten to nothing. 
Now, we do have a couple of listeners, Lori in particular, who said she doesn't give a fuck about uh, the football, <laughs> NFL football. And some other uh, yeah. listeners like that comment. Uh, I think they were uh, Europeans, John, so yeah. understandable. But uh, this was a very important historic moment that... And I, I think back on our show, and we don't uh, really capture uh, history because no. we did it for so long in a studio where we didn't have a TV. Right. And we rarely record with the TV on. I remember we did like some Emmys yeah. or Grammys or yeah. something one time. But uh, nothing as significant historically as what we captured last week on 262, John. Yeah. That's right. I hear that, bro. I'm with you. Uh. All right, some other unfinished business. Um, Facebook, our Facebook page, John. Yes. Um, It's called I Listen to Total Talk Nonsense. Do you have to be invited to join this page? Is that how it works? I don't know. I'm not sure either. But somebody invited me, so I'm a part of this page. Now, John, last week I... um, During the podcast, 262, I talked about a report that I put together in seventh grade about DC-10s and a guy getting sucked out a window. Yes. And Skeptical Zach, our listener Skeptical Zach, uh, was very skeptical of my story. And he posted, he said, sorry, Scott, you You, must have misremembered. Dumb old man. You DC-9 investigations. Well, first of all, it was a DC-10, so that's wrong right away. And then, then there's that grammar issue. Um, and then he oh, gave me, he gave me, <laughs> he gave me a link to Mythbusters. So I, I didn't watch it, but I, I posted, uh, my first reply. Um, but it's a miss, miss busters. Uh, <laughs> and you want to rip out his grammar. <laughs> Mythbusters. So what they did is they shot a bullet in a DC nine to see what would happen. You know, does it really, you know, happen like that? And, uh, so I watched like two seconds of it, and they kept talking about this tiny hole. So I said, key phrase, tiny hole. In the incident I referred to, the window shattered, making a bigger hole. Skill? Right. skill? Boy, I'm really struggling today. Still skeptical, Zach? <laughs> skill skeptical? Sagak? So I included the Wikipedia link, uh, and then it says here, one passenger... Uh, G.F. Gardner of Beaumont, Texas, was partially sucked into an opening left when a cabin window failed. After it, w- after it too, was struck by engine fragments, he was temporarily retained in that position by his seatbelt. Efforts to pull the passenger back into the airplane by another passenger were unsuccessful, and the occupant of seat 17H was forced entirely through the cabin window. Oh. Ouch. Well, you got that wind rushing by. The plane that forms like a uh, suction, just like when you a cigarette gets sucked out of your hand or money when you're driving down that's, the road. That's a very important point you just made, John, because if you watch this video, they simulated cabin pressure. It wasn't a moving plane. Right. Uh, so I responded again. I watched the video. They did blow open the window, but it was a simulated cabin pressure of a non-moving plane also. It was a plastic dummy that they used in the seat. I would have used a cadaver, you know, something a little <laughs> right. malleable. Is that a word? Malleable? 
And then Skeptical Zach responded, I'm very skeptical of eyewitness accounts. I'll have to read that article. Maybe Mythbusters should revisit this one. And maybe they should. I think they did. They may have. Um, I didn't get a chance to look it up. Um, yeah. So then... Um, I think their their myth was only to find out if a little hole would make a difference versus a big hole. So that's that's the first post uh, that I'm going to discuss with Skeptical Zach. Now, I'm trying to figure out what happened here, um, because it seems that Skeptical Zach has it out for me, John. Is this just my paranoia, <laughs> or did something happen? Did I say something that he didn't like? Did I post something that he didn't like? I'm not sure. But as you know, John, I also was at Target, and we talked about this last week, and I put on a Captain America mask, and I took a photo, <laughs> and I posted that on Facebook. Yeah. And that got a lot of responses. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Skeptical Zach also chimed in on that as well. But f- before we get to that, uh, first, our listener, Lori, said, <laughs> Captain America before the uh, augmentation? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Then John, uh, uh, my co-host, said, Anus Man to the rescue. <laughs> um then you also said, you look like the machinist in that thing. What have you been eating lately? Ice. Then, eating lately. Ice? It's a question mark. <laughs> Grammar king. Then Phil said, yes, Scott, you are looking a little bit thin and drawn. Frown face. This is the guy who eats four hot dogs at a cookout and frequents burritos. I'm sorry. And frequent burritos at Chipotle. Now, here comes skeptical Zach again. Now, these posts... Our time, the timing of them is like uh, just uh, 10 minutes apart between the <laughs> criticism of the DC9 story and now. Ah, <laughs> you're so sensitive. So, first he says, Great beard. Okay, that's a, you know, I'll take that as a compliment. Great beard. I, I, I don't mean to grow a beard, I'm just lazy. I forget to shave. Yeah. Second one, Jason Statham with AIDS. Another infected dick sucker. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I feel a little animosity now. What's going on? And then the third one, hook Jew nose. Okay, that is enough. Love you, Scott. (laughs) But my favorite one by far, John. Let me see if it's still the last one. Is by our listener, William. And he said... Point to the photo of the man who touched you? I don't get it. <laughs> He's saying I look like a pedophile. <clears throat> oh, I see. <laughs> All right, so point I'm just to wondering. The man, point to the photo of the man who touched you. Why uh, is Skeptical Zach um, <laughs> showing animosity towards me? Because you're, really you're so know. sensitive. I don't know. Is it because I'm sensitive? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> All right. I don't think anybody likes you. (laughs) Why not? I'm a very likable person. You think so? Very social. Uh Very outgoing. Oh, yeah, you're so social. (laughs) What are you saying? I'm not social? No. I'm totally social. You're totally, totally. Come on, man. Totally social. Totally social. Then uh, just a couple other things. Um, 
For those who forgot our phone number, are you ready for this? Yeah. John? I'm going to play a clip here. Because I forgot our phone number. You go, girl. But this clip will help us. I believe, was it Andrew UK who first yeah. cut this out? Yeah. Um, here we go. 224 Big Rod 1. 224 244. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got my phone in my pocket. Your phone? Yeah, we tested this before the show. Yeah. And I used my smartphone, John. So let me get my smartphone out and I'll look at the call log. Hold on, I have a pen in my mouth. That's got that's not good it's, broadcasting. No. Uh the TTN, the new TTN hotline is 224-244-7631. Right. 224. I'm sorry. Let me start over. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 224 244 2631. No. 7631. You want to borrow my glasses, old man? No. All right, it's very easy to remember. 224 Hot Rod 1. Big Rod. Two two four big. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Nobody calls me, man. <laughs> In our defense, John, you just Rod. got this number yeah. ten minutes ago. All right, there you go. So that's our number. Oh, one other clip I want to play. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody else posted something on Facebook. Somebody. And I cut this out. Here we go. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Welcome to Cautionary Tales of Swords. I'm Trip Fisk. <laughs> you know, swords are dangerous. They'll cut your fucking throat wide open. That's what this show is all about. Warning people about the dangers of owning swords. What? Yeah, so if you get a chance, yeah. you need to check that video yeah. out. On our Facebook page. Swords are fucking dangerous. You'll cut your fucking hands off. That's it's, right, John. Yeah. Oh, you that's, will. That's your... Is that me? Yeah. What's going on? That's you. I can't help it. You know? I try to help. I don't know. I don't know. So how was your week there, John? <sighs> yeah, it was busy. Busy, busy. I... I uh, so we had the show Tuesday night. I kind of had a night off to relax. Went and dragged all my shit out to Lake in the Hills and jammed. on Tuesday. Yeah, no Wednesday. Wednesday. Sorry, Wednesday. And uh, jammed with Ripper. Lake in the Hills at somebody's house. Yeah, Ripper's house. So you didn't bring your electronic drums, you brought your acoustic drums. I brought everything but the drums themselves in a snare. So all the hardware, which is the heaviest shit, man. Well, why would you bring the hardware? Because he didn't have any. But he had drums? He had just the drums. He had just... Three toms and a kick drum. The drums. I see. So you brought all the hardware and the cymbals. Yes. And a snare. And a snare. And sticks. Kick pedal and sticks. And you brought your iPad. iPod. With yes. your microphone. Yes. Nice. So you recorded some of this. Yeah, but here's the thing. So uh, I call well, him back up. up. I call him up. I said, hey, uh, 
it what? We're, how far are we back? We're going to back up, and and <laughs> so you're the reason you're going out there is because he asked you to sit in for a gig on October twentieth. Yes, at PJ's Pub. P.S. Pub. P.S. Pub in Hot Wheeling. Hot one, yeah. P.S. Pub yes. in Wheeling on October 20th. Are 20th. You, are you the only guys playing that night? Uh, I think so, yeah. So what time do you start? What time do you go on? 9 o'clock? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm going to be there, John. You I'm are. Gonna... You're not going to go see Gene Yass? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to be there. I may not be there when you guys start, but I'll be there at some point. Oh. Why? Where are you going? Well, my daughter's birthday oh, is the 22nd, right. so nice. we're probably going to do something that Saturday. Right. But that wraps up early. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I got that thing going on, and uh, I get a... Uh, Name of the band. Uh, uh, alternate, alternate Past. Past. Alternate Past, Scott. October 20th, PS Pub, Wheeling. Right. You want to see John play live? Can I? Can I finish? Yeah, here? go ahead. Okay, just getting a plug for you. Yeah, man. that's great <laughs> for all the people that are going to drive from <laughs> Europe, Europe yeah. to see me. Okay, so uh, anyway, so I get he calls me or on uh, Tuesday, I think it was, or yeah, Tuesday, and he says, um, "Hey, man." Uh, yeah, Jimmy, the bass player, I'm trying to get him to make it, but I've been trying to get a hold of him. I couldn't get a hold of him, uh, and I got a hold of him finally. So I think he's going to make it. He might not. but it's a practice? Yeah. I said, okay, so what are we going to do if he doesn't make it? Well, we could just get together and go over the songs. I said, okay. But why isn't he going to make it? Well, you know, this guy... He hocked his base so he could pay the mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It's he pawn put it put it in pawn, and uh, I'm trying to get him to buy it back so he can come and play. And I'm like, well, I could bring mine, you know. And he goes, no, he's lefty, so he uh. can't play a righty base. Otherwise, he'd be playing mine. He said, Ripper said. So I said, okay. So I ended up bringing my shit over there and driving out there, carried all the stuff in. And Dan, the guitar player from VVX, was there. He was just stopping by. He was on his way to a VVX meeting, big meeting. And uh, not a practice. They were not just going to meet about stuff. Yeah, set up, set up all the equipment. Ripper brings down his giant guitar rack system. Almost breaks his neck because this thing is so heavy. Doesn't even ask me to help him, and uh, and we just kind of just started jamming. He's explaining to me how the songs go, and I'm used to people telling me, "Okay, it's four bars," and then we go into the verse and then chorus, you know, and they talk like that. He goes, "Okay, you're gonna go right here. You're gonna go gung 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 gung," and then I go. Okay, and then gong, 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 and then stop, and then gong, 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 gong. I'm thinking, okay, this isn't going to work too good. Uh, so I didn't even start recording anything at all until we kind of took a break and we we're drinking a beer, and I was showing them some of the shit I had, and I whipped out my iPod and my little Tascam microphone and plugged it in. So check this out, and I set it up. 
and then we just started kind of going through some of the uh just goofing around with some songs we did with shattered glass and um what she should have some recordings of which would be interesting you saw that band once didn't you i did in sandwich sandwich sam the witch and uh we just started just kind of jamming a little bit and uh see if i can find something here That was like an original from back in the day. A shattered glass original? Spring Fever was called. Are you going to do any originals on the 20th? No, no. There's no shattered glass people in the band. Does shattered glass still exist in some form? No. It was Marty, me, and Ripper. Marty played bass. And sang. It's done, over, gone. Oh, I'm confusing Shattered Glass with the band... Mistaken Identity. Mistaken Identity, yeah. With that bass player, the poser bass player. Yeah. Is that the same bass player in... in No. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah, I remember driving out to Sandwich thinking, shit, we're going to get abducted by a UFO. This is so fucking remote. (laughs) Yeah, come on, man. Right there goes back in. Is this an original? See, you go, yeah! <laughs> Stones. Yeah. This is Van Halen. No, it's, it's painted black. <laughs> Don't can't you understand the music, man? <laughs> no. Painted black. Wow. Come on, Scott, sing it. Fucked up. Hey, hold on now. Yeah. Last week we talked about how important it yeah. was for the vocalist to show up because vocals uh, yeah. provide a lot of the cues 
and you mocked me, man. <laughs> and then you bring in evidence <laughs> that you don't know what to do because no, there's no vocals. No, no, no. no. If, if you know the song, you don't need the vocalist. But you don't know the song, no, so because you need they, the vocalist. they changed the arrangement. And I'm like, well, just give me a CD. And I'll I'll get it done. I'll do it. I'm, I'll do I'll, it. I'm the man. I'll get I it enjoy done. doing it. I want to do it. <laughs> I'll get it done. Do it. I'll Second do half it. starts here, John. Dallas and I'll Chicago Bears. It. Let me see if I can find the uh, the alternate past uh, alternate past alternate past alternate past. The, uh, their song list or whatever, their CD, their demo. Yeah, their demo. I played it once. Didn't I play it once on the show? Their demo. They do like Eleanor Rigby, like a rock version of that. and uh, Sounds uh, vaguely familiar, John. Yeah. Yeah. Vaguely familiar. So I did that and just hung with him and jammed a little bit. And uh, we're trying to get something together this week, but we can't because my daughter's got a powder puff football game Wednesday night. Powder puff. Yeah. And then Thursday, uh, I jammed with Tommy and this girl, uh, Julie, and a bass player named John. And uh, we got some something going there, man. It sounds pretty good. Um did you bring your iPad pod? I did not record. I, I will this Thursday um, because we didn't have anything nailed down yet. Uh, but I think we have some song selections. We're going to do some Adele. We're going to do some uh, Imelda May. We're going to do some uh, uh, Joan Jett, Pat Benatar, No Doubt. You, no Doubt. You too. Where do these practices occur? It's a secret location, Scott. Oh, that's right. In Arlington Heights, It's right? in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> it's so secret that my wife can't even get a hold of me when my son breaks his collarbone. That is secret. Yeah. So you don't have cell coverage no. in the secret place. No. Nice. And then I had a late, late work night. Uh, Friday and then Saturday I worked. And then my wife and I had a date night and we went and saw Looper, Scott. How about that? Yeah. Looper. Now, before we get to that, John. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me give you this blast from the past. How about this? It's 
see that song, Take On Me? Um, no. Oh, it's a classic 80s song. But we do do um, the other classic 80s. Touchdown! The other classic 80s. Devin Hester. <laughs> Act like you've been there before. Don't you? you forget about me. All right, so before we get to movies, John, I have to tell about the worst Friday that I've ever had. You said it wasn't the worst you've ever had. I guess it wasn't. But it's the you worst can't, I can The only one you can recall. It's the only one I can recall. Uh, specifically a Friday. I'm sure I've had worse days. Oh, he burned that corner like, ugh. Ugh. Like crazy. Go ahead. So my Friday starts out very well. I get to work. I do some work. I finish up early. <laughs> and... Um, I do the fat mustards thing. Yeah. It's a tradition yeah, with the Stever. Right. Oh, um, I meant to get a, a photo, but I couldn't. Um, we were supposed to go golfing. It was kind of chilly and windy. Yeah. And plus, I was like, yeah, I can't be seen with Steve with him wearing this. <laughs> I mean, you, would, you could not believe what? what he was wearing. Yeah, come I, on. I tried to get a photo, uh, but he had these shorts on. So he had shorts. It looked like he got them from Goodwill. And they were like, um, you know how most men's shorts go down to their knees? Yeah. Yeah, they were like halfway to his knees. <laughs> <laughs> so he kept the ones he's had, had since 1980. <laughs> Possibly. And he had black socks with black, not sandals, but black loafers. <laughs> oh, my And he God. had uh, some sort of a you T-shirt. You should have golfed. And then... Oh, I well, I could have got photographs if we did go golf. I could have snuck a photograph in. I was trying to do it in fat musters, but I couldn't. I couldn't get the right angle. But I was, <laughs> I was like, "What oh the fuck God. is with this outfit? <laughs> I can't be did seen with you that to him? on the golf course." Did you say that no, to him? I didn't oh, say come that. on! Why? I, I did probably make a comment like, "What? What are you fucking wearing?" And he told me, but I didn't give him shit about it, other than that. <laughs> and Nick didn't give him shit? No, Nick didn't give him shit either. I, well, he was there before I was there, so Nick may have given him shit before I showed up. Um, so, and then, uh, so we were supposed to go golfing, but it was kind of chilly, it was windy, and then he was wearing this fucking outfit. And then I remembered that Looper was playing. It came out uh, on Friday. So I texted my wife and I said, hey, cut out of work. Meet me at 210 at Movie Co. We'll go see Looper. So she texts me back. She's like, I can't. When's the next show? And I said, well, it's 420. All right, let's do 420. Let's meet at the house first. And uh, you need to call my dad and have him pick up Brody and take him back to his house. All right, I'll cover that. So Emma is going to go from school to her friend's house and then... From her friend's house, they're going to go see the homecoming football game. Brody's going to be picked up by my father-in-law and taken back to my in-law's house, and then we're going to pick him up after we see the movie. So it's a, it's kind of like a semi-date night kind of thing going on. Yeah. we got this date night thing. So I get home. My wife, I said, do you want me to meet you at the theater? She said, no, come home. So I go home. I meet them at like 3.30. And uh, my father-in-law is picking up Brody. They're leaving the house. I'm picking up my wife. And we're like, what does that smell? What is that? And it smelled like, um, 
like uh, four week old cream cheese. Yeah, was the smell. And we we sniffed around a little bit, and we couldn't locate the source. And I said, "Well, look, we got to make the movie. When we come back, we'll figure that out. We'll figure out this smell." Yeah. So we race over to Movie Co. We make the movie. We get some dinner. We uh, we get a little pager. They bring the. I go get the dinner. I bring it into the movie. We're watching Looper, John. Now I'm going to get a little bit into Looper, but we'll save our Looper reviews for All later. All right. So we're watching Looper. First minute of Looper. The the guy narrates the story. He's yeah. the narrator. He's telling us about Loopers, what Loopers are. So within the first minute, there's a, a, a demonstration of what a Looper is. And basically, it's, it's somebody who uh, shoots somebody else at very close range that is sent back from the future. They're sent back. They end up on this tarp, and the Looper shoots them dead. So within... The, you remember that? The first yeah, minute? Yeah, right. My wife completely checks out. She sees that. She's like, oh, this is way more violent than I thought oh, it was going to be. My wife was like, oh, like that. And then she was hooked. N- not my wife. She got out her uh, smartphone and she started fiddling with that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but she stayed. She hung out, you know, and she put it away and then she'd take it out. And, you know, so she tried to watch, but she, the violence really. Turned her off. And the violence is very abrupt, and it's within the first minute. So, we're watching this movie, and I'm totally fucking into this movie, and my wife is not at all into this movie. (laughs) So then there's a scene where the future Looper, Bruce Willis, meets his younger Looper self. What's that guy's name? You remember? Joe Gordon-Levitt? Yeah. So they're at this diner. And they're they're having this conversation, and I'm I'm totally getting into this movie. And then there's some action that breaks out. Yeah, I didn't get to see the action, John, because I got no, a phone call. But you did. Yeah. So I I get a phone call. I look at my phone. It's my daughter, and I'm like, oh, she, I don't want to answer it. And my wife's like, answer it, answer it. So I answer it. Hello, Dad. Where are you? <laughs> um, I'm at the movies. Uh, what is it? What do you want? Where are you? <laughs> oh my god! I'm 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 at the movies, and then the action starts happening. Right, so it's getting very loud now in the theater. Yeah. Oh my god! Where are you? What is that noise? Hey, just tell me what you want. What do you want? I can't get in the house. Okay, where's your key? I don't know. Oh my god! So I just put the phone down on my lap, and I'm like, I, I, I looked at my wife. I, I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know what to do. So she, my wife took the phone because she's not really into the movie. Yeah, she took the phone and she left. She left the theater. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, awesome! I get to watch the movie. My wife's gonna handle awesome. this. So I'm watching the movie. I'm watching the movie. So there's a bunch of action. And then there's a slow part. And I look at my watch. It's like 10 minutes. My wife's not back yet. So I go out. I leave the theater. Oh, no. <laughs> and she's out right outside. the. Not, I didn't leave the building. I just right, left right. The, the theater. The th- theater. And there she is. And she's just getting off the phone. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Well, um, here's what happened. Emma tried to break into the house. The alarm went off. Oh. She couldn't deactivate the alarm, 
So I've been on the phone with the police, oh, with my. the alarm company, with <laughs> Emma, and with my dad. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just to see a goddamn movie. <laughs> well, I'm like, what? So, uh, should we go? Should we? Uh, I I want to go and yell at her. <laughs> should we go? <laughs> And my wife's like, yeah, let's go. So we start walking out. We get like five steps. And she's like, no, 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 wait, wait. Let me, no. You go back in. Go watch the movie. I'll take care of this. So I go back in. She calls her dad and says, go over there. Um, make sure everything's okay. And give me a call back and let me know if we need to leave the theater. <laughs> oh so I'm watching the movie. She comes back. And uh, she's like, okay, it's all taken care of. Uh, we'll talk about this after the movie. All right, great. But what I what happened is I missed like 15 minutes yeah, of the fucking yeah. movie dealing with this shit. So when I got back into the theater, I kind of figured out what's going on. And then I watched the rest of the movie. And I really enjoyed it. But I have to go back and see it again. Because <laughs> I, I missed like 15 minutes of it. So then we finally get home. We get home. Emma's not there. Where's Emma? She went to the football game. What? Oh. Consequences! <laughs> nope. But when we walk in the door, this remember this little stench yeah, yeah. from before? Yeah. It overwhelms the entire stench. fucking house. It's a huge, massive, monstrous it's stench. Dead mouse. Like I've never smelled before. Like, what the fuck is going on? So, I'm sniffing here, I'm sniffing there. I'm like, uh, it's really strong over here in the front room. And my wife's like upstairs in our bedroom, and they're at opposite ends. So, the bedroom upstairs and the front yeah. room downstairs. She's like, oh, it's really strong up here. I'm like, well, it's got to come from the basement then. It's got to be coming from the basement. So, I open the basement door, and I'm almost fucking knocked oh, out. Oh, no. Like just this, oh, this oh. thing just hits me, and oh. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I make my way downstairs, and right at the bottom of the stairs, we have a freezer. Oh no! Now about a week ago, I told my son, "Hey, run downstairs, get me a bag of ice." So he ran downstairs. <laughs> he got me a bag of ice. But he didn't close the, the door, door all the way. Oh, no. <laughs> so the freezer's been running for like a week oh, straight. My God. Cooling off the entire basement, but not, oh, but not the food. The food. <laughs> so I got. Oh, my God. I got steaks. I got oh, chicken. No. I got fish. Oh, the chicken's the worst. Oh, my God. It's like. Um, so it, uh, everything was defrosted, <laughs> and stuff started leaking. So it's on the floor. It's in the fridge. It's over fucking whelming. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> so I grab like a bag of, or not a bag, a box of hefty bags, and I just start whipping those things out, <sighs> emptying this thing. I filled up four of those giant hefty bags. Oh, I got those out. Oh, my God. I bleached the entire inside of the fridge, wiped that down. I bleached the floor, but this stench yeah. 
It takes a while. Open the windows is all you can do. The windows, we've had to, I've cooked bacon like on two occasions. I'm trying everything. So most of it is gone, but there's like two pockets of stench in the house that are left. It gets in the the curtains and stuff, man. Yeah, I don't know what to do about that. Febreze. <laughs> Febreze. Oh, so then before I come here, one of my chores is to get the garbage out. In the, and so I I threw this shit out on, uh, what day was it? <laughs> you open the can and it's like, oh! Yeah, I had to open the can to throw some garbage in. And uh, I almost fucking knocked myself out tonight. <laughs> And I wheeled that shit out to the That's a end bad of the Friday driveway. night, man. Oh, how come you didn't text any of that to me? <laughs> it was just, it was fucking horrible. Oh, the one thing I didn't tell you. You know when you go to move, you go to valet, you get the valet parking, yeah. right? I don't do that. I just park in the garage and I get a ticket. And then I take the ticket and they got machines <laughs> and I put the ticket in the machine. And it spits it back out and then when I I leave I just put the ticket in it, and the gate raises, and I can drive away. Yeah. This time, I put the ticket in. It spit it out. I didn't think anything of it. I went and saw the movie. I come out. I get in my car. We get to the gate, and the gate doesn't open. (laughs) So there's this woman in this booth, and I'm yelling at her. I'm like, hello, hey, hey. So she's like, oh, what the fuck? So she gets up from watching TV or whatever the fuck she's doing. What's this fucking cracker all And she about? comes over. I'm like, hey, you know, um, I put my ticket in, but the gate didn't lift up. Well, you didn't uh, you didn't put it you in the machine. You didn't validate it. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I do this a hundred times. I put it in the machine and it spit it back out at me. Well, did you read the display? I'm like, no. <laughs> Would read the display. I put it in. It came back out. Well, you got to read the display. <laughs> Because the display will tell you if it was successful or not. I'm like, well, well, here, I got two ticket stubs. I just was at the movie. Just just open the gate. I'm not going to open the gate. <laughs> what do you mean? Just open the gate. You didn't read the display. <laughs> she won't open the gate. Oh my I'm like, God. well, well, run the, and she digs my ticket out of the machine. She's like, look, it it should have two more lines on here. It doesn't have those two lines. You didn't validate it. I'm like, look, lady, I put it in the machine and spit it back out. My daughter broke into the house and the cops are there. I'm gonna punch you in the face. Just open the gate. I can't do that. Okay, so I need to back up then and then run in and you're going to give me the ticket? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, great. So I back up. I got to run back, put the ticket in the machine. Then I got to run back. I would drive through the fucking gate. I thought about driving through the gate. But here's what happened. So I'm yelling at this woman, right? And my wife's like, don't yell at her. It's not her fault. And my wife did have a point, but if I kept yelling at this woman, now my wife is going to start yelling at me. Yeah. All right, let me back up and go back in and get the ticket stamped. And it's not a short walk either. It's not. No. I got to go downstairs. You're I got to right. go across the street. And then up the stairs, back up across well, the street, go, up the stairs. I don't have to go up the stairs. Oh, right, I, right. Just, I just pop in and, yeah. <laughs> So that's the other thing that happened. So my you know Friday, what? my son and I forgot to uh, do the ticket thing. So I drove through to the other side, 
and I and my son lift this little rope flag that they had flagging it off that you're not supposed to go under, and I drove under it and got out that way. Because <laughs> the other half is for the convention center. Right. Well, I don't understand. If- and you could go through to that side, and, and the only thing blocking you off from going down the ramp again is a flag with ropes. <laughs> Oh, Cutler just gave up the fucking ball. They might rule it a forward pass. I guess not. Oh, hell no. Well, you know, I I just don't understand why she couldn't just fucking lift the gate. Do they... Is she responsible for all the the tickets and all the cash? Like, is she... Who knows? That's what it seemed like. Like, I'm not going to let you out because then I'm going to have to pay fucking 13 bucks for your sorry ass who didn't get his ticket. At least she should have a little machine in there that she can do it, you know? So I don't have to get get out and fucking uh, walk uh, a thousand yards yeah. to and fro with my thousand yard stare. Yeah. Unreal. Are you talking about the game or my, my story? Both. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. That is a bad Friday. You know, I had the same thing. My daughter, forget her key or whatever. And we did everything. We gave one to the neighbor. We put one in the garage in a secret place. They would get those keys, and then they would leave them in the house. So one day I noticed the air conditioner's all fucking dented in on the top of it. You know those big central air units? How about that play, John? Oh, I didn't see it. Um, So they're totally dented in the top of my air conditioner, and I say, hey! Any of you kids know about this? And my daughter says, oh, yeah, um, I forgot my key. So I stood on the air conditioner and then on the deck, and then I opened the window because it was open and snuck in through there. It was hard, too, Dad. I had to move all your whiskey bottles. <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, what? I couldn't believe it was that easy to get into my house. So I lock it and everything. And then I notice, I start coming home from work, and I notice the back deck windows are open. They're unlocked every day. And I go, what's going on? Why are these unlocked? And my daughter says, "Um, well, sometimes I forget my key. So as a safe precaution, I unlock the back windows of the house so I can get in. I go, well, so can the burglars, too. Oh, I didn't think of that. Uh, I'm sorry. But yeah, luckily, I, I mean, I have an alarm too, um, but um, I don't arm it. You know, my dog is mental enough as it is. Nobody, nobody comes to my house. Yeah, when the when the rot we have is old enough to not be in the crate, then we don't have to set that thing. We just let him roam around the house. Um, yeah. But you know, the the thing with both of our daughters. I don't know about your daughter, <laughs> but my daughter thinks she's the most fucking brilliant person on the earth, and that. Uh, her mother and myself are the dumbest. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's the same that thing ever oh, existed, yeah. and so there's no difference, <laughs> not at all. When this all went we, down, we were never even teenagers, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> when this all went down, I'm thinking, how goddamn dumb is that to try to the window she tried to open? First of all, I had windows in the house open. These windows uh, aren't hooked up to the alarm, so if you want to get in the house. Just take the screen out and get in that window. It's going to set off the motion detectors, and then you turn off the yeah, control panel. Right. What does she do? No. 
that's not good enough. She decides to try to open a window that cranks open, right? <laughs> Uh, so she she opens it just enough to break the seal, but there's no way in hell she's going to get in that window in time. Or right. even in, in, if I gave her a half an hour, she wouldn't get in that window. Um, but the, the the sense of entitlement, like so. Oh yeah, she goes to the game. She comes home. Do I get an apology for ruining my fucking night? Well, no. From her perspective, I needed to get in the house. I forgot my key, so I tried to break in. Yeah. The cops came by. Uh, my father-in-law came by, opened the house, so I I achieved my goal. I don't care that it was a hassle for everybody. Yeah. That doesn't even cross her mind. Right. It doesn't even cross I her know. fucking mind. My daughter either. And so I've been talking to a lot of people about this, and I'm like, is this ever going to fucking cross her mind? Is this kind of shit gonna yeah when she's 25 it'll click it'll it'll click so i i get another 10 years of this that it doesn't even cross her no mind? even sooner than that i think when they eventually realize that there's no mom and dad bailing them out of stuff and they are on their own and they got to go make their own decisions and and do their own thing that uh my daughter she doesn't she doesn't have that Yet, because my wife does everything. She wakes them up in the morning, makes sure they're, you know, up in time for school, which I say, let them just fucking go late. Um, their washes their clothes, makes their lunches. I mean, does all everything for them. I keep telling my daughter, I go, I can't wait because there's going to be this mo- moment Day of, of reckoning consciousness that you're gonna <laughs> enlightenment enlightenment that you're gonna like realize what how many mistakes you have made with your parents and how mean you have you know have treated your parents by being so selfish and when that day comes i'm gonna be standing right there your mom and i with our arms folded nodding our heads with a big grin on our face what what like what like what? You know, she's always talking about, I can't wait to move out and all this stuff. Well, what are you going to do for a job? Oh, I'll have a job. I'm, And she talks about the, the Camaro she's going to buy. And, you know, she's got it all figured out. I yeah. guess, like, just like we did. Um, I can't, you know, I think back into my teenage years and I can't remember being like that. Oh, I didn't have shit. I remember wanting to be on my own, but I I um, was grateful for everything yeah. that I got. So do you remember like going out to dinner and eating a steak or something with your parents? No. No. Me either. No. Hmm. And, uh, you know, we took our kids out to Cooper's Hawk last night. They had a steak. Nice. You know, my daughter did. My son ordered... Buttered noodles and fries. <laughs> I'm like, what are you for? My, my daughter does the same thing. She eats plain noodles. She doesn't even eat, like butter on it. Her her what she eats. That's the only thing she eats is plain noodles. I'm like, this is not going to work for you. When you do finally do have a date where a guy takes you out to dinner, what are you going to say? Yeah, give me the plain noodles, no butter, and Parmesan cheese. He's going to be tickled because it's going to be $7. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Instead of 
<laughs> you know, thirty five for a Gibson steak. Yeah. Wow. Oh, she eats pizza too. Oh, pizza, pizza right. and plain noodles. Those are the two things. I can't believe the Bears are beating up on fucking Dallas like that, man. Well, they get the two offensive. The defense has scored fourteen points, right? So it would be ten to seven if it wasn't for the defense and the stupidity of uh, who's this Romo? Yeah, Romo. I mean, he made two of the dumbest plays I've ever seen. Dumb, dumb, John. So goddamn dumb. Yeah. So what else happened? I yeah. think that was about it for me. <laughs> um, I thought I had a tough week. <laughs> Oh, my son did... Uh, I should, probably shouldn't tell this. Story, but I was very proud of him. But uh, I'll tell you after the show. Uh, so, uh, John, we saw movies. John. Yeah. We movies. Uh, before we get to Looper, did you see anything other than Looper? Uh, no, no. I, I started so. watching King Kong from 1979 with my son wow. on Netflix. It's a good movie. It just came out um, like four days ago. On Netflix. It's available, right? So we start watching this movie, Jeff Bridges, introducing Jessica Lange. Yeah, yeah. And um, Charles Grodin is in it. I don't think it's that good. I think it's actually kind of laughable. Yeah, it is, but it's good for the era. Well, the, the Kong, Kong, I mean, it's so obviously a guy in the monkey suit. I think back at Trading Places. You remember Trading yeah. Places? <laughs> that monkey, that gorilla suit was, was better, better than the one that they use in this King Kong. Um, and the giant hand that she's in yeah. and the finger. Well, they the- spent a lot of money on the hand because the hand is in like half of the scenes yeah. with Kong. It's all about the hand. And uh, Charles Grodin, um, just a... Uh, Really good actor. I don't know if he's a really good actor or if he's just such a weasel that it comes yeah. across. Just a really unlikable character is what he played in the film. And a young Jeff Bridges. I think Jeff Bridges got better looking as he got older. That's just my opinion, yeah. John. But uh, we get to the part where they finally capture Kong and then they're going to bring him back on the boat. And so we go to watch it on Netflix. Yeah. It's no longer available. What? It was available for like four fucking days. So now my son wants to see the end of it. I'm like, hey, we're SOL. You know what that means? Because <laughs> I'm not renting this thing. Uh, so I've been checking every day to see if there's like a glitch or a mistake or something. Yeah. Available for four days. No longer available. Wow. Netflix. Do you got Amazon? Is it on that one? I checked Amazon. It's not on that. Wow. Yeah. So, did you check YouTube? I didn't check YouTube. That's probably a good place to look. I yeah. only need to see the last thirty minutes because they they've been putting movies on YouTube, man. Well, speaking of that, John, that's an excellent segue. Speaking of that, yeah, the I'm catheter movie that was on Google Video has now been migrated to YouTube, John. It's now Can on you cut YouTube. that part out of me blowing the bottle? I really don't need my daughter to see that. <laughs> I could. Um, I, I sure had no idea that this was that was going to be there forever. It's not forever. For it's my... just for 10 years <laughs> and counting. <laughs> I never thought my daughter would be old enough to watch YouTube. 
Did she see it already? Did she comment? No, she has not seen it. She has not seen it. Just no. don't talk about it. Yeah. It's going to be hard, though, when it get, gets discovered. Yeah. And it's like uh, yeah, and it's entered really, into yeah. Sundance. <laughs> she had Sundance. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. And Catheter become uh, like global. Right. Uh, stars. Yeah, yeah, global recognition. You have to look up Kevin and get him back in the fold. You know, I was thinking about getting a new dog and naming him Kevin. You ever Why? see that commercial with the dog named Kevin? No. Who's he's a beer commercial and they take a uh, not a beer commercial, a phone commercial, and they shoot a picture of Kevin like doing a backflip, and uh, and they're looking at the camera like, "Wow, he's really good." Yeah, this camera's even better. Check this out. I wish Kevin could do more tricks. And the whole time, the dog's doing all these tricks and they're not paying attention. So the dog finally lays down and he goes. Take a load. Look, look at Kevin. Kevin, come on. do some, Man, you're so lazy, Kevin. I thought that was a funny name for a dog. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. There you go. So you're going to get another dog? And We might, yeah. Or were you thinking of calling him Stay? What kind of dog? Like a mutt? Sit, like stay. going to go rescue something? Come Stay. Or Stain. We're going to call him Stain. Come yeah. Stain. Come Stain. Come yeah. Stain. <laughs> hey, there's Eddie Money. Or Quat. Come Quat. Eddie Money, he did working yeah. for the weekend, didn't he? Shut up, man. You yeah, know why so- I said that? It's because it's mistagged on my fucking iTunes. It says Eddie Money. <laughs> working for the weekend. Shut up. All right, John. Shut on. up. So where did Sh- you see Looper? Movie Co. You saw it at Movie Co. in Premiere. Yeah, we went and ate there. We, we got the same uh, waiter that we stiffed the last time we were there with the, with the Zach and Deirdre. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were, went there with the kids too, I think. And uh, this guy was made recommendations that were horrible. Hold on, hold on. So you go there with the kids? Did they see a movie downstairs while you? No, no, seeing? no. This was a this was a while oh, ago. A while we all ago. saw it, um, like a PG thirteen movie together. I think it was Avengers or something. Uh-huh. So we're all there, and this waiter recommends stuff, and the food sucked that he recommended, and. He was slow with the drinks, and he screwed the drinks up, and and I and he screwed some of the meals up, and we just got so pissed at him, and he got kind of cocky and everything, so he stiffed him on the bill, right, on the tip. Yeah. So my wife and I go to Movie Co., and we sit in a little bar area with the, you know, the tables by the, by the bar there. You yeah, know. yeah. We sit right at the yeah, bar. Yeah. Bartender's great server. Well, we didn't sit at the bar. Because I don't like the fact that there's, I don't like those high chairs. But anyway, so we're sitting at a table, and he, here comes the waiter, and he goes, would you like some drinks? And we said, yeah, we ordered some drinks. My wife says, that's the guy we had last time, man. That's the guy. I go, yeah, but he's not going to remember us. This is like a year ago, almost. And uh, he comes back with the drinks, and he's like, I remember you, man. I waited on you before. Yeah, in the dining room. In the, I'm like, oh fuck, he's gonna shit in our food. <laughs> so I was really nice to him the whole time. Oh, great job! Thank you so much. I'm thinking, oh fuck, he's gonna put mayonnaise in my, you know, mayonnaise, mayonnaise. Uh, yeah, I had the sliders, and uh, but he was quick. He got the food there, Johnny on the spot. 
Uh, we got seats in the, we thought it was going to get all fucked up because my wife ordered tickets online. We got there, the tickets came out and she had picked seat two and four, not one and two and three or three and four. She picked seat two and four. I don't know why (laughs) in her haste with the mouse clicks too far apart. So uh they said okay we'll fix this you know and the the manager's like well we're out of paper for the machine so i'll just write on there where your seats are and then we got confused because it was the eight o'clock show and it was supposed to be in in theater a but it said on their theater b so we go to theater b but the sign says seven fifteen. So we're like confused. We go back to theater A. The guy starts giving us a hassle. Then he finally talks to the uh, one of the girls that saw us when we came in. No, they're okay. Just that's one of the ones that Monica wrote on, and blah blah blah. So they got us to our seats, and we just sat down in time for the for the uh, the movie to open up. So it was it was um, it was nice. I was thought I thought, oh my god, here we fucking go. Not going to be as bad of a story as yours, but I hate any kind of conflict with, because uh, I get too worked up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I get like you get with the lady with the ticket in the gate. I start getting worked up. So uh, it, it turned out great. The movie was great. A L- little confusing. Confusing? Yeah. I, I missed 15 minutes, and I... I wasn't confused. Now, let me see if I can help you out, John. Well, I was confused by the uh, Jeff Daniels. He he said he was sent back from the future. Right. They all were. Everybody was. No. Yes. What Everybody. So the, the movie takes place in, well, it takes place in 2044. Yeah. But everybody who was a looper was sent back from 2077. 2074. 74, yeah. Yeah. All including the kid? No, not the kid. All right, I'm confused. What do you mean all of them? Well, all the loopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 To, To have their loops closed, but... In order for them to still be alive, their younger version couldn't be killed. Otherwise, they wouldn't exist. So this older Jeff Bridges guy, or Jeff Bridges, God damn it, Jeff Daniels, he's the one that said, I was sent back from the future. So where's his younger self? Oh, I don't know. He, he was somewhere. <laughs> but he <laughs> thanks, wasn't there. Thanks for, very good. Thanks for narrowing it, that, that down, you Right, he wasn't... He well, wasn't, explain it to me. Who knows where he was? Maybe he was in France, or he was in China. France. Remember he said, I'm from the future. You yeah. need to go to China. All right, so we need to back up. So, uh, Looper is a story... So in 20... Right, listen, don't get, don't get fucking snippy with me. Tw- you hey, asked me hey. to tell you what I... And you're going to explain he it to me. He wasn't there. Let's back why, it up. But why do you need this Jeff Daniels, younger Jeff Daniels in the movie? Why does he have to be there? I don't know. He doesn't have to be there, I guess. Well, he wasn't. There you go. He was. The older, the older one, one was. Well, yeah, I was confused because they chased around the other looper's loop and uh, cuz he was, he was running looper. he was running the show 
No, 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 no. Yes, 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 Not yes. Not him. The the best friend of <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Right. His best pal. So his looper is on the run. Hold on, let's back up. Okay, let's back up so here. dumbness. It's set in, 20, who knows when, 2044, yeah. right? Yeah. But uh, in 2074, um, they discover time travel and they outlaw time machines. Uh, except the mob has access to a time machine. So what they do is when they want to get rid of somebody, they send that person back to 2044, and a looper takes care of them. Now, a looper signs up for this job. Yeah. They sign up for it because at at some point they're going to kill their future self, and then they're going to get their payday, and they're going to have 30 years of retirement, and they could do whatever the fuck they want. And not only that, they know they're going to survive, so they can do whatever they want. Um, and that's what they sign up for. Yeah, but how do they close? A, how do the they loop. close the loop if that person still exists and lives till to twenty seventy four again? I don't understand the question. <laughs> okay, so there's a there's their twenty seventy four self that they send back in time. They kill that guy to close the loop. Right now, the young guy is going to go into the future. In real time, 30 years. Right. So. To 2074. Yeah. And he's going to be sent back to be killed. Again. Yeah. And again. That's why they again, call it a loop. And again. Well, right. how do they closing close it? Closing the loop. How do they close it if they just keep killing the guy? That's closing the loop. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense. To I me. don't get it. Um, I like. Well, I thought you liked this movie. You I don't did. Like the I movie? loved it. So they I just have show some questions. They show three different loopers um stories. The first looper successfully kills himself and he fucking has a, f- a huge party and he gets his gold and he's going to retire and he's going to spend 30 years doing who knows what. Then the second guy uh cannot kill himself. And I thought that was really well done how they handled that scene. Yeah. And then the third guy is the young Bruce Willis. And he tries to kill himself, but Bruce Willis, you know, he's savvy. He's, he's ready. Savvy. He's ready. So he gets out of it. And Bruce Willis is there to take care of something. Uh, he's there to, like, uh, uh, kill baby Hitler. Because there's this guy who, who in the future fucks everything up in Bruce Willis's mind, fucks everything up. Bruce Willis narrows it down to three kids, like toddlers, and he needs to take one of these. He's going to take all three of them out, kind of like the Terminator. Are you Sarah Connor? He's just going to go kill these kids to make sure that this shit doesn't happen to him that's already happened. That's the part I didn't understand. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the 15 minutes I missed, uh, I need to see the movie again. But I really enjoyed the movie. My wife did not enjoy it at all. She checked out after the first minute, like I said. Too violent for her. Um, but I really like this movie. The, one, the, the only complaint I have is the, is the nose they put on... Joseph Gordon-Levitt? They put Bruce Willis's yeah. nose on him to make him look more like Bruce Willis. Yeah. I don't think and that was necessary. And that... And eyebrows. bottom lip, yeah. Bottom lip and eyebrows. I don't think that was required. I could have, 
I mean, if you're going to introduce telekinesis in a movie, I can believe that he's the younger (laughs) Bruce Willis. You know what I'm saying? I can go there without the makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Scott. So how many Spiny Normans are you going to give this I give this movie four out of four Spiny Normans. And I miss 15 minutes of it, John. I now, wouldn't go that far. When I go back and see it, when, and then I see the 15 minutes, I may be like, oh, that sucked. I'm going to give it three out of four. But right now, I give it four out of four, John. Mm-hmm. I give it a three. So you give it the same that you give Expendables to. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's that's really yeah. interesting. It makes me think about the the amount of thought put into movies. I remember Inception came out at the same time that some bullshit Adam Sandler movie came yeah. out. Um, and Adam Sandler probably outgrossed Inception. Uh, what the fuck was that movie? I can't even remember. Yeah. Uh, Grown Ups? Grown Ups. Yeah. <laughs> But this movie, you could tell there's a lot yeah. of thought put into it. It was well acted. It was well shot, well directed. Um, and I haven't seen Expendables. Well, not 2. a lot of not a Maybe lot of Expendables Two is a great, great movie. You can't travel backwards in time. Uh, I don't understand. What are you saying? Well, it's not scientifically possible. I, I have problems with that. Oh, so you- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? What's wrong? So you didn't have problems with the telekinesis. You had problems, had with, problems with traveling with back too. in time. Oh, you had problems with that as well. Yeah. Okay. Look, oh, we can all flow quarters. Well, that's okay. <laughs> foreshadowing. Something's really spooky going to happen. I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I was entertained. I wanted more, though. I wanted more explosions. More action. More action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I like the chick how she uh, was uh, got a little horny there. Oh, yeah. And she used the... Uh, <laughs> the frog. The frog to... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Good times for Joe. For young Joe. So, yeah, Bruce Willis was, was a badass in the movie. That was evident uh it was a little twisted the film my wife didn't really like the idea that a kid got killed oh right right yeah Mm -hmm. it was off screen yeah yeah but all in all yeah so yeah what else what else what else john well let me turn to let me turn to Music, John. Music news. Yeah. Music news. Have you heard this, John? I only have two music stories. We talked about Lil Wayne last week. We played a clip of him on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Lil Wayne tops Elvis Presley's Billboard record. That's right, John. Lil Wayne is not only making rap history, he's making rock and roll history. Whoa. The rapper has surpassed Elvis Presley as the male with the most entries on Billboard's Hot 100 chart. Lil Wayne now has 109 songs on the chart. Wow. With Thursday's debut of Game Song Celebration. 
where he is a guest alongside Chris Brown. That's hardcore, man. Not only that, Thursday is the rapper's 30th birthday. How about that? Presley totaled 108 songs on the Hot 100 since it launched in 1958. Uh, Presley's career kicked off before that, and several of his songs, like Heartbreak Hotel, could not be included in his total number. So there's an asterisk there, but Lil Wayne is now the Billboard male Billboard record holder with 109 songs. And I bet you if you played 109 of those songs for me, I would know probably one. None of them. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Absolute, but your kids would. Absolutely none. Your kids would know them. Right. Other music news, John. Dave Grohl hints yeah. that the Foo Fighters either are going to take a long hiatus or they are over. Yep. Yeah, did you hear that? Yeah. During their band's epic set at the massive Global Citizen Festival in New York, uh, Grohl told 60,000 that this is it, he said. John, he said, this is it, before playing Learning to Fly. (laughs) Are you watching this guy on TV? (laughs) I am. It's very hard for me to broadcast and watch TV. (laughs) (laughs) The tip ball! <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. It, what the fuck? This guy's going mental. He's yelling, get the replacement officials back. Tink. It doesn't matter if it's a tip ball. He was pushing them before it got there. What are they saying? Let's see. What are they saying? Did they throw a flag? Yeah. And I would argue with you, Jerry, but the way coaches are getting fined, I'm going <laughs> to... Dallas you- is challenging the ruling on the field that the pass was not tipped prior to being incomplete in the pass interference. We'll sort that out for you. Let you oh, it was tipped. The break and the review. Yeah. So that's that, Scott. All right, John. It's celebrity news. <laughs> Moving to celebrity news. Celebrity news, Scott. No doubt. Arnold Schwarzenegger is in celebrity news. No. Do you know why, John? No. I, I, Do you know why? I don't know why. He wrote his... You idiot. You is idiot. it an autobiography when people write it themselves? Yeah. Yes, he wrote his autobiography. So shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Arnold admits that not only did he cheat on Maria Shriver with the family's housekeeper while the two were married, but he also cheated when they were dating. Oh, jeez. And living together. And this time, the other woman was another, uh, none other than Bridget Nielsen. What? In his new memoir, Total Recall, which hits shelves Monday, the action star and former California governor confirms... That he and the actress had a hot affair. Wow. Schwarzenegger reportedly describes the relationship as a fling, and he says it helped him realize that he wanted to marry Shriver. Nielsen, who revealed the romance in her 2011 memoir, You Only Get One Life, yeah. met Schwarzenegger when the two starred in the 1985 movie. Do you know which movie, John? 
Um, Come on, spit it out. 1985. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Red, uh, Red Sonja. That's Sonja. Right. At the time, Nielsen claimed she was unaware that Schwarzenegger was taken. How serious it was with Shriver, I don't know, she told the UK Daily Mail. He never spoke about her. And the way he was living his life with me, I felt that I was the only one. Oh. Then I realized about him and Maria, and wow. Yeah, but she was banging everybody back I then. I felt cheated. Well, after that, she went on to marry Sly. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Sh- and Shriver flipped out at uh, at uh, Schwarzenegger, and then he, he yelled back at her. You know what he said? No, what'd he say? What the fuck did I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Nielsen. Describes her affair with Arnold in her book as outrageous and based on energy between them. We both knew that when the film was finished, so were we. Uh, Time was limited, so we didn't hold back. We really made the most of it. The set lights would barely be off before we disappeared to do our thing. We wanted time to ourselves and we wanted to try everything. And we were, when we were alone, that's exactly what we did the wonder, actress go ahead i wonder what he said to shriver when consider the, the divorce <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh here it is here it is number 40 prior to the pass interference there is no foul it'll be chicago's ball fourth down at the three yard line oh that's a correct call there you go ah, that's a correct call uh, Bullshit. Uh, Nielsen, Correct. best known for Correct. her marriage to another action star, Sylvester Stallone, from 85 to 87, and for unexpectedly Stop coupling whining. up with Flava Flav. Wow. When the two both appeared on The Surreal Life. Stop whining. Um, he uh, Schwarzenegger famously revealed in May 2010 that he fathered a child born to his former housekeeper, what? In 1997, what a fucking idiot. He and Shriver are separated. Although he is in the memoir, he says in the memoir that he hopes to reconcile. Expect more revelations to come soon, because uh, he has an interview with 60 Minutes set to air on Sunday. That was yesterday, well, you John. Must be very proud of yourself. I wonder if any of that is available. Yeah. You do a quick search here. YouTube. What? what? Tell me what. How do you, you spell Schwarzenegger? <laughs> just look up Arnold. Yeah, everybody knows him as Arnold. You know what? Just look up John Kimball. Or maybe I'm Adam Gibson. Or Douglas Quaid. Or Miles Bennett Dyson. Or, <laughs> or Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> Who are you? Alright, I found What's a sixty minute clip. There's probably gonna be an ad. What do you want? Let's see what we got. Who is here. it this time? Yeah, there's an ad. Fucking ads. Uh, I can skip it. I can skip it in two seconds. Okay, I'm going to skip the ad. Here we go. Here we go. I'm turning up the sound. I think that uh, Maria is, you know, wishing me well with everything that I do. Has she read it? No. At this point, she hasn't read anything. But she knows you're discussing... She knows that it's about my whole life and that I would not write a book... Uh, and kind of leave out that part and make people feel like, well, wait a minute. Are we just getting a book about his success stories and not talk about his failures? And that's not the book I wanted to write. I wanted to write about the book about me. Here's my life. So you lied to her. 
You can say that. <laughs> what the? <laughs> you can say you that. You can say that. How about yes? You can say you that. You can say that if you want. I'm not going to. You can to. say that. What a douchebag. She up a television career for you. I mean, wow. Was this just the most unbelievable act of betrayal to Maria? I, I think it was the stupidest thing I've done in the whole relationship. It was uh, terrible. I uh, inflicted tremendous pain on Maria and uh, unbelievable pain on the kids. Yeah, from what I understand, the kids don't. They change their last names to Shriver. Oh. That's how pissed off they are. Wow. What a douche. Arnold. All right. Uh, other celebrity news, John. Um, do you know who Johnny Lewis is? No. This exercise is called the barbell curl. This <laughs> is for the biceps. <laughs> Your biceps may not be as big as mine, but you will be surprised at how quickly they become firm and hard if you do this exercise correctly. The key is always to keep your elbows stationary and only use your forearms to do the motion. Choose a shoulder wide grip on the barbell. Remember to breathe in as you lower the weight and to breathe out when the bar reaches all the way to the chin. We will do 12 repetitions. Okay. 12 repetitions. Start on the down position at your thighs. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And keep your elbows at the waist. Up, down, up, down. Nine, down, ten, down. And give me two more. Down, two more. Two more. Two more. Down. <laughs> give me good. two more. Now remember, this is one of my favorite exercises that made me blast my biceps up to 22 inches. <laughs> the next exercise is 22 inches. A block of wood up to the wall. Hold a dumbbell in one hand. Hold the dumbbell in the one hand. On the book. Remember to lower your heels all the way to the floor as you breathe in. The floor. Raise them as high as you can as you breathe out. Beginners should do about 12 repetitions. In the immediate, 24. In advanced, 36. Ready? From the down position. From a, the down position. All right, yeah. John. Moving on. All right. Did you hear about this uh, Johnny Lewis? Johnny, Johnny Lewis. Lewis. is in celebrity news. Johnny He was on the no. Sons of Anarchy. Do you watch oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did hear that story. He's the star who murdered his landlady. He's a fucking psycho. Dismembered her cat... And then fell to his death in what appears to be a drug-fueled rage. Do you know what else about Johnny Lewis? No. He had deep ties to Scientology. Oh, and boy. And its drug abuse program. What do they call it? Narconom? I Nar- don't know. Narcomanin? Um, did him some real good, didn't it? Narconon. Johnny was also active in the church, especially the drug program Narconon in 2004. Uh, he's seen speaking above at a substance abuse prevention event in the OC on behalf of Narconon. The reason Johnny spoke was because he was in the new show Quintuplets, and Scientology posted on its website that Johnny's mother used the principles of Narconon to keep him off drugs, and it worked, John. Oh, yeah. It worked. Ironically, it didn't work. 
because uh, he murdered his landlady, dismembered her cat, and jumped off the top of a building in a drug-fueled rage. Uh, but since then, Scientology has wiped all evidence, all traces oh, yeah. of Johnny Lewis from their <laughs> website and from all literature. Cowards. Scientology says that he was not active in the church for several years. Wow. How about that? Hey, in music, you didn't talk about Justin Bieber puking. Yes, Justin Bieber puked in Arizona. (laughs) Justin Bieber. (laughs) Yeah. What about it? He puked. On stage. On stage, he puked. I posted on Facebook. Yeah, page, all right. Sorry. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to ruin your show. He posted on stage. Apparently now he it's puked. the Scott show. He puked on stage. Total Talk Dodgers with just Scott. <laughs> so what did Jets you want? Should just shut up and sit over there. Yeah, so what? He puked. <laughs> yeah, okay. I posted it. So what? That's old news, oh, man. No wonder Zach hates you. <laughs> Who? Skeptical Zach. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I forgot about that. Nice. Yeah, so what he he puked on stage in Arizona. What else? <laughs> okay. Did he go on with the show? I don't know. I thought you were gonna talk about it. <laughs> no, Apparently, I don't know. You posted it. I you posted, posted it. it. You know a lot more right. than I do. That doesn't mean I'm going to talk about it. Oh, my God. You know, a dick will make you slap someone (laughs) in the face. You know that? I've heard that. (laughs) I've heard that before. Dick will make you slap somebody in the face. (laughs) Dick will make you lose control. Dick will make you pull a gun and shoot somebody in the damn face. Dick. (laughs) Dick. (laughs) All right, dick. Dick. Yeah. Suck a dick. where, Where were we, John? I don't know, man. You just you derailed everything. Science news. I'm gay. Science. Science news. Um, my son asked me a question this week about boobs. <laughs> nice. He asked me why he was so attracted to boobs. And I said, I don't know. Let's find out. So we looked up some articles. Look online. Yeah, we looked online, John. And here's what we found. Let me pull these stories up. Uh, Men stare at them. Women like to show them off, and babies find them useful. Uh, (laughs) Breasts, boobs, bosoms, baps, bazookas, bristles, bust, and that's just the bees. No other body part is quite so fought over or focused upon as the globular bits on the front of human females. And males, too. If they're fat, although we're not quite as keen on man boobs. Um, so, here's what science has to say. Science! Hold science. On. I really should have highlighted this. Science! <laughs> anyway, this just a... Juster, Be- Juster Bieber threw up in Arizona. If you want yes. to see it, apparently Scott posted it on Facebook. What, don't you go on our Facebook page anymore? Well, yeah, maybe I should just go on that and not listen to the show. <laughs> okay, good idea. Um, did you know that breasts soak up pollution like a pair of soft sponges, John? 
How about that? No. Uh. It's <laughs> great. Oh, here we go. So, if big, firm breasts tell a man that a woman is fertile and ready for sex, then why would her breasts be at their biggest and firmest when she is pregnant and lactating? So the initial theory was, because I don't know if you know this, John, uh, women, uh, human women are the only ones with big breasts. No other animal in the animal kingdom has breasts. Um, Yeah, because it used to be the ass, like baboon's asses that used to attract men. In the animal kingdom, so as they, far as apes and that. The original theory was the firmer the breast, the more uh, reproductive uh, support this woman could provide for her kids, and that's why men were attracted to them. But that theory was kind of uh, um, um, discounted. And as humans, we walk on our hind legs and, unlike, say, reptiles, do not have to live near our food supply. Why? are incredibly clever breasts, which transformed early humans into mobile catering units. With their rich stores of milk, they allowed newborns to be born smaller and our brains to grow bigger. Having small, smaller babies meant our hips could be smaller, assisting our ascent into bipedalism moving on to your limbs. Breastfeeding may have enabled the development of gesture, intimacy, communication, and socialization. And probably invented kissing too, John. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. So that's why. um, You know, when I I went to the doctor recently, and um, I was telling him, look, I don't know what's wrong with me, but if I see headlights, I, I think of breasts, if I see melons i think of breasts if i see windshield wipers i think of breasts and the doctor says wait a minute what why when you see windshield wipers do you think of breasts (laughs) 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 i got a million of them scott all right so uh, i'm gonna play some video here yeah play some video because that's gonna (laughs) go over so well How to tell real breasts from fake. When it comes to breasts, some prefer natural and homegrown. Others want the best modern science has to offer. Whatever your preference, here's how to spot the difference. You will need time to ogle. Step 1. It's difficult to tell the shape of a breast when it's holstered and hoisted in a bra. But in its natural state, the profile of a real one will slope down so it's fuller at the bottom than the top. If an unfettered breast maintains its full, perky roundness, there's probably an implant holding it aloft. If cleavage is rounded or looks inflated on top, it's either being given a major push from below or it's fake. Step 2. Mother Nature rarely bestows big breasts on skinny, small-boned girls. So if a size 0 girl is sporting double Ds, they're probably store-bought. Step 3. The average distance between a woman's nipples and her chin is approximately 10 inches, depending on her height. If the space is considerably less than that, it may indicate implants. Damn what her belt Step 4. When a woman moves, her breasts move with her. If she's walking fast, they bounce. When she lies down, they flop to the side. If she bends over, they become more conical. Fake ones stay still and maintain their round shape. 
Some high-quality implants today are designed with intentional sag to make them look more like the real thing. Step 5. God-given breasts are never exactly the same size. Implants tend to look like a matched set. <laughs> Step 6. Breast implant surgery leaves telltale signs, like tiny scar lines under the breast, by the armpits, or around the nipples. You ever do a motorboat between Signs of a bad <laughs> There's too much space in between the breasts. One is noticeably no. higher than the other. Or the nipples point in different directions. All right, are we are we done with this section <laughs> of your video? Are soft. <laughs> Fake ones look hard and feel hard. Right. Well, now I know how to tell fake yeah. from real. There you go. Hold on. You I just asked other... to see them. And then what? And you go, hey, are those real? And they go, yeah. And you say, no way, they're too perfect. Let me see them. And you'll get to see them. Works like a charm. Really? Try it sometime. Next time we go out, ask a woman. (laughs) Hey, are those real? But you got to kind of know they're real because you already know because you've been trained through this instructional video how to spot the real ones from the fake. And then you say, those are too perfect to be real. They can't be real. They are. Okay, let's see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the bottom line here, from all my research into breasts and my son's question about why he was so attracted yeah. to boobs, is uh, surprisingly that natural selection... Uh, is the reason, not sexual selection. Natural selection is why there are boobs. Not sexual selection. Hit your mother, please. Uh, what? <laughs> Hit your mother, please. Don't worry. You bitch. All right, moving on, John. Do I? Oh, uh, hey, I'm a police officer. So since we talked about breasts, I think it's only appropriate yeah. that we talk about penis. Uh, now, before we oh. talk about penis in the science news, did Punch you want to play any in videos? The fucking face. No, you don't. No. Okay, let me move on. To, I have 15 penis facts. Are you ready? All right. Smoking can shorten your penis by as much as a centimeter. Erections are all about good blood flow, and lighting up uh, calcifies blood vessels, stiffening erectile circulation. I'm sorry, stifling. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't care. The idea was to stiffen the... (laughs) To stiffle them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fact number two. Doctors can now grow skin for burn victims using the foreskins of circumcised infants. Oh. Yeah, how about that? Fact. Do you know doctors that do circumcisions? Yes, I know them. They don't make a lot of money, but they sure make it up in tips. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? How about that? No. That is one big pile of shit. Penis fact number three, John. An enlarged prostate gland can cause both erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation. If you have an unexplained case of either, your doctor's looking forward to checking your prostate. Wow. How about that? Yeah. We know what that's like. Yeah. 
Number four, the average male orgasm lasts six seconds. Women get 23 seconds. Whoa! Which means if women were really interested in equality, they'd make sure that we have four orgasms for every one of theirs. Wow. That's not really it. I guess it is. Yeah. Indirectly. Penis fact number five, the oldest known species with a penis is a hard-shelled sea creature called Silobasathan. Epilictacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get that at uh, Chipotle, can't you? That, that's Greek for the amazing swimmer with a uh, large penis. Really? Which officially supplants <laughs> Buck Naked as the best porn name ever. Nice. Uh, number six. Number six. Oh, this is from Men's Health, John. All right. Circumcised forkin... <laughs> forkin... <laughs> Can be reconstructed. Movable skin on the shaft of the penis is pulled forward to the tip and set in place with tape. Later, doctors apply plastic rings, caps, and weights. Years can pass until complete coverage is attained. Uh, Basically, what they're saying is if you've been circumcised, you can uh, regain your foreskin. But it's a long process. Yeah. Takes a long time. Number seven, John. Number seven. Another touchdown. Wow. How about that? Only one man in 400 is flexible enough to give himself oral pleasure. Wow. It's estimated, however, that all 400 have given it their best shot at some point. No. Uh, Number eight. Number eight, John. There are two types of penises. One kind expands and lengthens when it becomes erect. The other appears big most of the time, but doesn't get much bigger after achieving erection. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Number nine, John, the International Men's Health Survey reports that 79% of men have growers. 21% have showers. So the growers are the ones that grow. Uh, I fall into that category. Very good, Scott. The growers are the ones that grow. Thank you. 21%. Thank you. So that's very scientific. Showers. Very scientific. Yeah. Number 10, John, German researchers say the average intercourse lasts 2 minutes, 50 seconds, yet women perceive it as lasting 5 minutes, 30 seconds. How about that? Yeah. It's kind of an indirect penis fact. Right. Penis fact number 11, turns out size does matter. The longer your penis, the better semen displacement you'll achieve when having sex with a woman flush with competing sperm. That's according to research at the State University of New York who used artificial phalluses to test the scoping mechanism of the penis coronal ridge. How about that? Uh Uh-huh. Number 11. or coronal? Whatever. Turns out size... (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I just read that. Number 12. Number 12. The penis that's been enjoyed by the most women could be that of King Fatafaya of Tonga who supposedly deflowered 37,800 women between the years 1770 and 1784. Wow. That's about seven virgins a day. Whoa. That can't be real. That cannot be real. Oh, and they just intercepted again, Scott. How about that? (laughs) Number 13, better-looking men have stronger sperm. Spanish researchers showed women photos of guys who had good, average, and lousy sperm and told them to pick the handsomest men. The women chose the best sperm producers most often. Wow. Number 14, John. 
No brain is necessary for ejaculation. The order comes from the spinal cord. Finding a living vessel for said ejaculation, however, takes hours of careful thought and often considerable amounts of alcohol. And our last penis fact in science news, John. Stop it! The most common cause of penile rupture, vigorous masturbation. How about penile that? rupture? Penile what do you mean rupture? rupture. Penile, you mean like broken? Penile rupture. I'm going to... I'm going to put that, I'm going to input that into my interwebs and come up with penile rupture is a fracture. Uh, it's very rare injury. It involves a tear in the lining of the corpora cavernosa. Ugh. It occurs with trauma to the penis during an erection. The patient typically hears a cracking or oh. popping sound. With immediate pain and loss of erection. Oh. On physical exam, swelling and bruising is quite obvious. <laughs> Diagnosis can be made simply by the history oh. and examination. Yeah. Oh, my God. Corrective surgery should be done at the time of rupture. <laughs> oh. Ugh. Ouch. It's also associated with urethral injury in 20% of the cases. If the patient is unable to void, that means piss, John. If blood is seen at the... <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> if blood is seen at the metus, the metus... the metus. M-E-A-T-U-S. Or if there is hematuria, <laughs> urethral injury must be ruled out by... An injection of radio contrast dye into the urethra. Oh, ugh! It's in the metus. It's in the metus. Fettuccine <laughs> with metotomy sauce. The, <laughs> <laughs> the metus. Fettuccine with metotomy sauce. All right, moving on, John. Politics. Politics. Uh, what do we got here? Um. The Catholics are fleeing Romney and Ryan. Obama has an edge with the Catholics, if you can believe that. Yeah. How about that? Uh, other science news. Um, oh, here's something uh, some, somebody posted Mito on our Facebook page. To me. Romney favors Mito Hubbard novel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when asked what his favorite novel was to give insights into his leadership. Yeah, Battle, Battlefield Earth. He could have said Moby Dick, To Kill a Mockingbird, yeah. to focus on racial justice. But when asked by Fox News, he said Battlefield Earth, a novel by L. Ron Hubbard and founder of Scientology. The book was turned into the shitty film uh, with John Travolta. Isn't it like one of the worst films ever made? Yeah. Uh, the spokesman later said it was one of Romney's favorite novels. It's not in, he's not in favor of, of his religion by any means, uh, the Romney uh, Mormon said. But he wrote a book called Battlefield Earth that was a very fun science fiction book. You know, Penn Jillette, and I don't know if, if I read this right in this video... He believes that Romney is the lesser of two evils. Really? Yeah. Between Obama and yeah. Romney? Well, hold on. That Romney names this book as his favorite novel. His favorite book 
It's the Bible. It's the Bible, John. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Do you have audio of... Uh, yeah. It's... Obama reading from... He's on... Dreams from my father, which we've been... He's on... Well, my next guest seems to have a real issue with the president's... And basically he's... Hannity was doing... This is back in May where Penn ripped on Obama for uh, laughing off um, the fact that he smoked pot and did a little blow and that he wouldn't even be president today if he you know, was arrested or got caught by the same laws. Um, he he kind of twisted around a little bit to, to, to make it sound like it's Obama's fault that we have these laws. But Obama doesn't make the laws. The laws were already here when he became president. He just can veto laws. He can't make them. Um, and I don't know. I don't know where Obama comes down on it. Maybe he thinks it's stupid, too, that we're arresting people for just a bunch of potheads for stupid stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it, the interview goes on a little longer. And Hannity asks him, he's like, well, why? how about voting for Romney, you know? Uh, if you don't like Obama, and he basically said, yes, yeah, the lesser of two evils. Um, but that would just make it just as more evil. Voting the lesser of two evils makes more evil. Uh, he would have been prison, and it's not a joke. All right, let me let me ask you about Obama. Mm-hmm. And I know you're a libertarian. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. And, and you told me uh, earlier you're interested in the libertarian candidate perhaps for president. I I think Gary Johnson's pretty good. The nice thing about, uh, I wish this were true for all the candidates, is their personal beliefs don't matter if they have a real strong theory of government. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Ron Paul, I can disagree with on creationism because I know that Ron Paul wants to, wants to circumscribe the, uh, where government is. So his opinions don't matter. But here's the point, you know, and I know, and Neil Bortz who's in the studio tonight, he knows. He's a libertarian friend of yeah. mine. Gary Johnson's not going to win. So isn't that a half a vote for Obama? Now think about this. Five trillion dollars in debt this country is headed to be in Greece. Why give him, I would argue, a half a vote? Because I believe that voting for the lesser of two evils in game theory will always lead to more evil. You can just do that I, mathematically. I don't know if it's the lesser I two evils. You have to. Oh, that's different. Then. Repealing Obamacare. If you actually believe that Romney is a fabulous candidate, then you should vote for him. I don't. Most of the stuff I disagree with Obama on, I also disagree with Romney on. To me, they're much more similar than they are to you. What what a libertarian is is, of course, as far as far right as you can go on money, and as far left as you can go on sex. You know, take a left on sex, a right on. Thanks money. a lot for sharing that. Utopia. It's a little it's too much. Ahead. I don't think your no, mother no. would appreciate when that. I you know? sex, oh, I just mean socialist. I'm kidding. I socialist. Just mean, I just mean as every question that comes up politically, from a moral point of view, not from a pragmatic point of view, I ask myself, is there any way to solve this issue with more freedom instead of less? I is love that question. Is there any way we can trust? Just ask that question yeah. first. Is there any yeah. way we can give people more freedom? It but, was the you know idea. What the sad thing is? The country, sadly, has been conditioned mentally 
to believe government is the answer to their problems. Well, you know, so it, it's, I, I it's a problem. Often, I hear you often use, you know, use the word morality. And my argument with you on that would simply no. be morality cannot be legislated. Morality Agree. has to be individual. It has to be from the heart. And you can't bring the government in to try to See, make... See, but if everyone lived your way, and i got a break, unfortunately, we, I want to have you back for a longer sure. period of time. I'd love that. You know, I, I talked to you earlier, and I said Thomas Paine said, were the guides and dictates of mm -hmm. conscience irresistibly obeyed, there'd be no need for any lawmaker. None. But the whole, so that's not, but the whole people aren't living like you. What percentage of people are good? I say the vast majority. And so anyway, so what did you, outside of the whole rant I let him go on, what did you take from that? That he thinks Romney is the lesser of two evils? No, I, he didn't, I didn't think he stated which one was the lesser of two evils. Um, he was more speaking uh, to Hannity, knowing that Hannity thinks that oh, Romney's I see. the better oh, candidate. Okay. He was just making a point about if you vote for the lesser of two evils, it's still evil. Because um, so I think his rant on the the you know the marijuana thing and all that is is valid from a standpoint of it's really stupid to keep putting potheads in jail. Um. Oh, you know, just it's just dumb. It's just a waste of money. But, but to blame it on Obama, I don't know about that. I I would rather blame these fucking wars for him not shutting them down. Can we? You know, there's one thing that Pendulette always says is, can we just stop killing people? Because that's all we're doing. These drone strikes, these all this bullshit. It's just shut the shit off. Mm hmm. Bring it home, shut it down. You know, it just, I think he's right in one respect that there is little difference between the two of them, other than the fact that Romney is a complete fucking kook job, a magic underwear wearing nut job. Yeah. Which Pendulette eloquently points out later on in a clip that we played a couple of weeks ago. But I just, I hate when he goes on fucking Hannity and stuff and starts talking about uh, uh, that he agrees with the the Republicans more than he does the Democrats. Because uh, I just don't understand that, you know, other than the fact that the Democrats are a little weaselly. But I think the left, I don't, I think it's, uh, what's wrong with some public education and public health care? And taking care of grandma. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with that. I think paying all this dough for putting people in jail that smoke some weed is just ridiculous and a waste of money. And uh, and uh, paying for these wars. We didn't even pay for them. They just started wars. They didn't even raise taxes to pay for them. How the, what the fuck is that? That's a W. Yeah. Trickle down. We don't tax the rich because it'll trickle down. Trickle to you down. And me, John. We'll pay it. Right. Anyway, that's all I got on that. All right. Moving to religious news, John. Um, the U.S. In the U.S. In 40, the U.S. 46% hold creationist view of human origins. What do you got in your mouth, man? 46%. <laughs> What's in your mouth? <laughs> Some ice. Some ice? <laughs> Did you bump your lip or something? No. Oh. That's not the worst of it, John. So 46% believe in creationism, right? Yeah. So that means that humans evolved, I'm sorry, that God created humans in their present form. 
believe that humans evolved with God guiding the evolution. You know what that leaves? That leaves 15% that say humans evolved and God had nothing to do with it. Well, I guess that's atheist, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we got going. It's great, isn't it? 46% of the people. So every one in two, roughly every one in two people that you run into on the street in the U.S., believe that we were created in our present form. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. (laughs) It's dumb. That is dumb. Uh, Vatican. Vatican's in the news, John. I don't know if you know this, but this new, they found this new gospel. Did you hear about this? No. And in the gospel, uh, they say that Jesus had a wife. Oh, didn't we talk about that last week? I don't think so. No. The Vatican. Oh, has you're right. Come we out didn't. and they said that this gospel of Jesus with the wife. Yeah. This papyrus. It's a fake. Yeah. It's right. Because <laughs> all the shit that they got is real. Yeah, that's the real. That's stuff. the real shit. This one is fake. Yeah. What a joke. Well, they they have to say that because if they don't, it it. it they're no longer valid. It's a clumsy forgery, they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But isn't all that shit that's in there that made up the Bible? Yeah, I think all of it's a forgery. Equal parts fact and pizza? Yeah. Um, hold on. Other religious news. Yeah. Uh, Mormons, John, did you know that Mormons are not allowed to have sex with their mouths? No. Yeah, I, did I just not know that. I just found this out. I did not know that. Um, LDS President Harold B. Lee. I was shocked to have you raise the question about oral lovemaking in the genital area among married couples. <laughs> Heaven forbid any such degrading activities which would be abhorrent in the sight of the Lord for any Latter-day Saint, and particularly those who have been taught in the sacred ordinance of the temple to engage in any kind of perversions of the sacred God-given gift to procreation, would be sure to bring down the condemnation of the Lord whom we would offend were we to engage in any such oral genital practice. Wow. On the flip side, John, even our friend Pat Robertson uh, thinks it's pretty cool. Oral sex. But the Mormons don't. That's fucked up, man. Oh, I forgot to mention, we we do have a call. Um, but it's just Pat McGroin telling us about a uh, documentary about Romney. Okay. You want me to play that? Sure. Uh, I got to find it. I think this is it. John, it's Scott, Pat McGroin. I left you, uh, or I sent you an email, John. Uh, it's about Romney. The, the reason why I brought this up is because it's relevant about the Mormons. John, it's Scott, Pat McGroin. I left you, uh, Oh, I sent you an email, John. 
it's about Romney and the uh, colony in Mexico. Sorry, my my brain kind of blocked up on me there. Uh, anyways, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's uh, Sean Smith is the uh, reporter, and they do like a seven part series on <clears throat> about the drug war that's going on in Mexico, and it and it it touches on the Romney clan that's still in Mexico and is fighting against uh, uh, these drug lords. Uh, great. It's awesome. You know, I recommend anything that Sean Smith does uh, with Vice. Um, I recommend going to Vice and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, um, checking out their Liberia. Uh, Liberia is the one where they have a civil war. Anyways, it's incredible. The guy really does a great job. And uh, I recommend this, especially since Romney is going to be running for our president and how fucked up that situation is in, in Mexico. Anyways, uh, oh, the second thing. I got three things. Second thing, Gross Point Blank. Uh, great movie. Just saw it on cable again for like the 50th time. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's got a great 80s soundtrack. It's a black comedy. John Cusack, Minnie Driver, Ben Gazzara, Dan Aykroyd. I can recommend it to everybody. Check it out. And lastly, John Scott, have you ever seen BB King live? Um, <laughs> I would like to see him before Scott's he favorite. passes on. I know he's in his eighties, but he's still doing like three hundred dates a year. I looked him up on the internet, um, and I don't know when he's going to be in our area. But I'd love to go see BB King. I'm just wondering if you guys ever saw him. It's worth checking out. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> You ever see BB King? John? No, but you hate him. I don't hate him. I just don't understand what the. I'm like, here's the best blues guitarist ever, and you're like, if you put on BB King, fucking, I don't want to hear any BB King. <laughs> One string playing BB King. I don't do chords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't get it. The Knob uh... Rocks days. But anyways, uh, Pat McGroin did send me an email, but he did not. There's a fucking spider floating down in front of me here. Pat McGrine sent me an email, but he did not put on the email uh, what the documentary was. It says, this is a great doc about Romneys of Mexico. Watch the whole thing in about an hour, Pat, but there's no link um, to this documentary. But I did find it. It's on www.vice.com, and it is this guy, Sean Smith, and there's a... One you can probably find it on YouTube. It's a uh, one-hour documentary of the about the cartels of Ciudad uh, Juarez, Mexico. Uh, are, they're at war with a group of Mormons, some of whom are related to Mitt Romney. So the documentary team went down there to document the conflict, meet Romney's Mormon family, and find out more about how U.S. policy is impacting the war on drugs. So they're they're drug warlord fighters, the Romneys. So there you have it. There you have it. Yeah, have to check that out. Yeah. Is, yeah. Are you going to get the door or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me yeah? get the door. All right. Hey man, what's happening? <laughs> oh boy! Come on back. He just walks right right past you. You ran past him. I'm back. He's back. Good job. 
You ready, Phil? You ready? Of course, John. I'm always ready. How about those Chicago Bears? Yeah. You were watching at the bar? What's your award-winning no doubt, John. news? Phil McCracken Whitcomb. A teenage girl goes to great lengths to transform herself into a real-life anime character. Calls herself Fuck a Cummy. <laughs> With her enormous glassy eyes, purple hair, and quitish pose, this girl could have stepped from the scene of a Japanese anime film. Anime fan Anastasia Spagina was transformed herself into a living cartoon character, complete with miniature waist, vivid colored hair, and a defined pout. Originally from the Ukraine, the 19-year-old takes style inspiration from the cartoons on her computer. She has a huge following in Japan and has even adopted a Japanese name. Fuck a cummy. <laughs> Anime characters often feature huge eyes and heads that are disproportionately large in comparison to their body. Spagina, who is just five feet two inches tall, is already reported to have slimmed down to just over six stone in her attempts to resemble a living anime character and is said to have spent 30 minutes painstakingly applying her dramatic makeup to each one of her eyes. If my name was Spagina, <laughs> I think I would change it to fuck a cummy too. Next story, John. Spagina. This is an apology to all our Christian parent listeners. I'm sorry, Christian parents. You will now have to wait until your gay child is an adult in order to convert them to the straight side. That's right. California Governor Jerry Brown bans gay to straight therapy for minors. <clears throat> I have something caught in my throat, John. <clears throat> Next story. <laughs> Our father, who does arts in heaven. I'm on PCP and naked. This story is out of Beaumont, Texas, John. Pastor James Maccabee says a stranger ran into the church at the end of a special prayer service on Friday, beating the pulpit and yelling. He later stripped off his clothes, screaming that he was on PCP. Several male congregants subdued him in the back of the church as he made sexual gestures, and they held him until police arrived. 23-year-old Wayman Smith is being held on misdemeanor charges at the Jefferson County Jail. Next story, John. In astronomy news, astronomy news, John. In the sky this weekend, the harvest moon will float just above Uranus. <laughs> Next story, John. <laughs> this is a follow-up story from an earlier story we did this year, John. The man who had his nutsack chewed off by a crazy oh. lady now back together with her. That's right, a mother who was jailed for biting off her parents, I'm sorry, her partner's <laughs> testicles has been back in court after the pair rekindled their romance. Martin Douglas required emergency surgery and 19 stitches to reattach his scrotum after oh. a drug and assault by his then-girlfriend Maria Trop. Top. But after rekindling their unlikely romance, Top says she was stabbed in the back by Mr. Douglas after he reported her to police for breaching her restraining order. <clears throat> Maria Top bit the testicles off her then-lover Martin Douglas, but the couple rekindled their romance. Top 45 admitting 
unlawfully and maliciously inflicting grievous bodily harm as her trial at Newcastle Crown Court was about to start last October. The mother of four was handed a 12-month sentence, suspended for 18 plus a restraining order, which banned her from contacting Mr. Douglas. However, after a chance encounter in Newcastle in March, the pair got back together. It prompted them to meet. It was initially platonic, but then developed into a resumption of their previous relationship. There appears to have been an attempt by Mr. Douglas to lift the terms of the (laughs) restraining order, but that was not pursued. The relationship ended after a day out on June 28th this year, and it is fair to say it did not end amicably. He then complained about the breach of the order. In other words, John, he got tired of her, yeah. and he had her arrested. Done. In an interview after the attack, he said, The pain was like steam from a red-hot kettle burning you. The amount of blood was unbelievable. I used to have a really high sex drive, but now, <laughs> nothing. However, he refused to comment following the most recent court case. I will stay on top of this story, John. Next door. Nice. Phil will stay on top of this story. Ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know this, John, but Halloween is coming up. Halloween. halloween A pumpkin weighing 1,843 and a half pounds sets a world record, John. No. Good gourd. Next story, John. Oh, my God. A photo of a baby doing a keg stand spurs Arizona State University to investigate. That's right, Arizona State University police are trying to determine whether a photo that appears to show a baby being held up by an adult for a keg stand is child abuse or an inappropriate photo. (laughs) Child abuse. Opportunity. It's not clear if the child was actually drinking beer, but you can clearly see the nozzle in his mouth. Onlooker snap photos as an adult had the child up for a cake stand where a person is held upside down and drinks as much beer as he can. The ASU student reportedly disgusted about the circumstances apparently took a photo and submitted it to the website thedirty.com. I just don't see the joke in it all, <laughs> said Nick Ritchie. People are really looking at this saying, even if it is a joke, it is just in poor taste and it is terrible parenting. The photo was reportedly taken while tailgating outside the stadium before Saturday's game. The Phoenix Times reported the school's police are investigating the photo. It's not clear if this is a joke or an actual event. Police are contacting the website that displayed the photo to see if they can determine who posted it. I'm sorry, John. I'm just getting. I'm just getting a uh, <laughs> breaking news, John. Yeah. Breaking news. I'm going to turn it's it in. over to our affiliates in. I believe this is Kentucky, John. All right. This just in. This is breaking news. We're going to cut to them live, John. Live. Cutting to them live. This it's is from breaking Philadelphia. News. No, did I say Philadelphia? I meant Kentucky. This is breaking <laughs> news. Hold on, let me transfer and cut over to them. Number one in the Ozarks. This is in the Ozarks. It's KY three, John. Today, Coming from KY three. A classroom incident that left her kindergartner embarrassed. Good evening. I'm Jerry Jacob. I'm Lisa Rose, and we'll be talking to Steve Grant in Washington a little later in the newscast. It was a six-year-old girl who had an accident in her classroom. Now her parents are pushing for policy changes. KY3's Sarah Forhatch has the story from Southwest R5 School in Washburn. 
they told me that the teacher had asked her to go to the restroom before testing time. Lisa Skidmore says asking a young child to go to the bathroom on demand is next to impossible. You can't do that to six-year-old. That's why when her kindergartner told her teacher she had to go to the restroom during the test and wasn't allowed, Lisa couldn't believe it. Her little girl couldn't hold it. She was still had poop, diarrhea poop, coming out the back, up the front, down her legs. Skidmore says her daughter was forced to sit in the class for the remainder of test time, oh. about 15 minutes. Then mom was called after the test, and it was another 20-minute drive to school to pick her daughter up. All the while, her little girl had to sit in the mess. No one bothered to clean her up, though a teacher did give her a trash bag to wrap around herself. Don't even treat a dog that way. She says she's hoping policy will change and common sense will prevail. I don't want this to happen to any other kid. That's the point of it, too, you know? I don't want this ever happening. We talked to the school superintendent. He didn't want to go on camera, but Mr. Bob Walker tells us that he wishes the school would have handled it differently. He said, bottom line, uh, we regret what happened. But he says from here on out, he has instructed all of his teachers to be more sensitive to possible situations that might come up like this one. The little girl's dad has a tough time even talking about it. If any parent, any parent sent their kids to school with uh, crappy pants, those parents would be facing criminal charges. I believe that with all my heart. The family isn't pressing charges, but likely pressed hard enough for the school to consider changing its ways. If it's your child, I mean, it hits a raw nerve. I mean, deep. In Washburn, Sarah Foreheads, KY3 News. Jesus crap. All right, then. Well, good luck to Mrs. Skidmore. Yeah. Jesus crap. I think, there's Skidmore. A, I think there's a lawsuit there, John. Oh, yeah. And a pun. Next and last story, John. It turns out butt chugging is not all it's cracked what? up to be. That's right. This cracked is out of up to be. That's Knoxville, funny. Tennessee, John. Before an unruly Tennessee party ended with the student hospitalized for a dangerously high blood alcohol level. Most people had probably never heard of alcohol enemas. Oh. Thanks to the drunken exploits of a fraternity at the University of Tennessee, the bizarre way of getting drunk is giving parents, administrators, and healthcare workers a new fear. University of Tennessee. When Alexander Xander 20 was delivered to the hospital after midnight on September 22nd, <laughs> his blood alcohol level was measured at 0.448%, nearly six times the intoxication that defines drunk driving in the state. Injuries to his rectum led hospital officials to fear he had been sodomized. Police documents show that when the officer interviewed the fellow fraternity member about what happened, the student said the injuries had been caused by an alcohol enema. It is believed that members of the fraternity were utilizing rubber tubing inserted into their rectums as a conduit for alcohol. (laughs) While Brighton told police he remembered participating in the drinking game with fellow members of the Pi Kappa Alpha chapter, he denied having an alcohol enema. Police concluded otherwise from evidence they found at the frat house, including boxes of Franzia Sunset Blush wine. He also had no recollection of losing control of his bowels and defecating on himself, according to the university police. 
That includes photos of the mess left behind in the fraternity house after the party. Xander Xander did not respond to a cell phone message seeking comment on Friday. The university responded with a swift investigation (laughs) and a decision Friday to shutter the fraternity until at least... 2015, the National Pi Kappa Alpha Fraternity Organization also accepted the withdrawal from the campus charter. Wow. And that's the news. Wow. I'm Phil. Wow. We're totally locked on All right, then. Hey, how about those White Sox? Yeah. What? They blow. It's over, John. It's over. I think he's referring to the White Sox yeah. that uh, have lost uh, 10 of the last 12 games. Yeah. used to be in first place and now are not even going to be in the playoffs. It was a fluke, man. That whole thing was a fluke. The Sox winning yeah. was a fluke? Yeah. 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 Well, there you have it. All right, you know what that sound is. I that. know what that means, John. It's over. That's right. It's, it's over. over. Halloween this month. Uh, maybe we should uh, do our top ten horror films. Top ten top horror films. Horror. Are we going to have that ready for two sixty four or two sixty five? Uh, that would say two sixty five. Two sixty five top top ten, 10 horror, horror films. films of all time. Yeah. Oh, other TTN news. Yeah. Amber is back in the country, John. Yeah. She was in UK for I don't know. It seemed like three months. Great. But she's back now. How about that? That's great. Just got back yesterday. All right, then. And we forgot to call TP. We did forget to yeah. call. We'll have to call him. We'll have to make Next a note. Week. Next week. That'll Next be week. the first thing we do yeah. to find out who he's voting yeah. for. Um, Look. Listen. This election. And to get his insight yeah. into the country's future. That's right. That's right, John. His insight. Maybe he'll give us some advice. In our selection process. Yes. Yes. I'm sure it'll be evidence-based. <laughs> <laughs> it always is. Uh, look, because he's a jerk, okay? I'm tired of hearing about your nuts. About your nuts. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. I'm John. And I'm Scott. Say goodnight, Scott. Good night, Scott. Listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.